0: I know that Christ saved me. That happened 10, 20, 30 years ago. I know that Christ will save me. That may happen tomorrow, next year, or the next millennia when he comes and brings me home. What I need to know now is Christ is with me now. And he is because Jesus declared, I am. How do these two words, I am, assure us of his presence hi my name is terence and i'm your host for reading and readers a podcast where i review christian books for you today i review he walks with me enjoying the abiding presence of god by warren willsby 192 pages published by david c cook in june 2016 You can get it via Amazon Kindle for $9.99 or for the low, low price of $1.99 via Faithlife and only in July. Warren W. Wiersbe is a famous Bible teacher and writer. He wrote that commentary series that proves that you can summarize any book in the Bible into two words. The commentary on Psalms is titled, Be Worshipful. Galatians is, Be Free! Nehemiah is B Determined, and this goes on for all 50 books. And it tickles me that the name Where's B gives birth to 50 B books. Today, we're not looking at any of the B books. Instead, we look at an I Am book. Are you familiar with the seven I Am statements in the Gospel of John? If yes, how many can you remember? First one is, I am the bread of life. Second, I am the light of the world. Third, I am the door. Fourth, I am the good shepherd. Fifth, I am the resurrection and the life. Sixth, I am the way, the truth and the life. Seven, I am the true vine. That's seven I am's, but the book has 12 chapters. Chapter one is where... We have the chapter titled Moses Asks a Question. And Willis being a bit uh, cute, has the title for chapter 2, The Apostle John Provides Some Answers. Then from chapters 3 to 9, we have the seven I Am's that you heard just now. Chapter 10 has the most mysterious title of The Neglected I Am. Chapter 11 is I Am. Jesus. Chapter 12, the last chapter, is Living and Serving in the Present Tense. Now this title of the 12th chapter explains the purpose of the book. A purpose that Willsby states way early in the preface. He writes, My past may discourage me and my future may frighten me, but the life I now live today can be enriching and encouraging because Christ lives in me. I am familiar with the seven I am statements, having taught it in youth Bible studies, but I look forward to reading what Willsby has to offer. I hoped to relearn familiar truths and to discover new insights from this uh, very experienced teacher. And I did. Now, let's look at one of the statements among the seven that is often neglected. John 10 verse 7 to 10 reads So Jesus again said to them Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. End quote. Now, twice Jesus here says, I am the door. But most people focus on what he says next in verse 11, which is, I am the good shepherd. Well, the good shepherd is personal, picturesque. He is the assuring figure in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Whereas a door, every day we open a door, be it our bedroom door, house door, car door, and we have doors that open themselves. Doors are commonplace, mundane, and entirely absent from our Christian meditation. Yet Wiersbe dedicates a whole chapter to "I am the door." Listen to this. I quote let's consider first the physical aspects of the sheepfold and then we will better understand the spiritual lessons Jesus wants to convey to us. The sheepfold was an enclosure surrounded by a wall of rocks that was too high for the sheep to jump over. The shepherds sometimes put thorny branches on the tops of the walls to deter thieves from trying to climb over. An opening in the wall allowed the sheep to enter and exit. And at night... The shepherd lay across that opening and became the door of the sheepfold. End quote. Just picture it. The Lord lies across that opening, that opening that is the boundary, the border between life and death. The Lord has placed you and I on this side, his side, in the enclosure. And the Lord is the door of the sheepfold. Amazing. Truth leads to praise praise the lord now there are people who can take that picture of the door and run amok with it to them preaching is creative writing and they take this i am the door as a passageway to wherever their fancy brings jesus said i am the door and we know we all know that a door must open for it to be useful Therefore, Jesus is telling us to be open-minded to all sorts of teaching. That's not what it says, and that's not what Jesus meant. And you can't just pick any Bible verse to be a doorway into whatever you want to say. By saying, I am, Jesus is clearly revealing who he is. And we can know who he is by reading what else the Bible says. And that's what Willsby did. He models this for us. After describing how a shepherd becomes a door for his sheep, tapping into what that meant for the people in those times, he draws upon more than 20 Bible verses to show how the door means separation. And I'll give you a few samples. John 7 verse 43 reads, Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Luke 12 51 reads, Do you think I came I come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. John 15 verse 18 to 19 reads, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as, as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Now this is just three verses out of many, many verses in the, out of this one chapter. And so we have Willsby collecting it, curating these uh, verses. This is a Bible-saturated book. You, you go away knowing that if you want to understand what the Bible says, you have to read more of the Bible and that it is possible to access that understanding without relying on specialist knowledge. You can read the Bible for yourself. Now, to enjoy the presence of God is not just about understanding the historical, the, the cultural context, or even connecting Bible verses, many Bible verses together. All these things are helpful, but you need to connect it to the Christian life. Now he, sh- he gives an example uh, Many good examples And I'll take one from this I am the Door" chapter He shares a children's Sunday school song One that I'm not familiar with But maybe you have heard it before And the lyrics go like this I won't sing it to you To spare your ears But the lyrics go this way One door and only one And yet its sides are two Inside and outside On which side are you? One dough and only one, and yet its sides are two. I'm on the inside, on which side are you? Now this is a very haunting verse. (laughs) I actually went on YouTube to to listen to the song, and it's a very cheerful, joyful song. But (laughs) the implications of the song are tremendous. There is no waffling, no ifs, buts, and maybes. It is asking you the question, which side are you? And uh, he, Wesby closes that section in the chapter by writing, I quote, To stand before Jesus Christ, the door, and make no decision at all, is to stay on the outside of salvation. It means not entering the one flock of which Jesus is the Saviour and the Good Shepherd. At the door you are in a place of decision, and to make no decision is to make a decision, the wrong one. End quote. So the message is received loud and clear. Worsby takes what the Bible says and brings it right out to you so that you have to consider what the Lord Jesus has put before us. Now, as I read the book one chapter after another, I was in familiar territory up till chapter 10. All the previous chapters are you know, the I am statements. And if you have read the Gospel of John, if you studied the Gospel of John, you will encounter them and they are often used as an outline of the book. Now, chapter 10 is a different chapter. It is not from the Gospel of John. It is mysteriously titled, The Neglected I Am. So I thought that, wow, did I miss something from the Gospel of John? Actually, the chapter opens with Psalm 22 verse 6. It says, But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. And this was actually quoted uh, in Jesus when he was on the cross, uh, Psalm 22. So Willsby says it well, I quote, Up to this point, the I am statements we have considered have all carried some dignity. There is nothing dishonorable about bread or light, shepherds or sheepfolds, resurrection or life, truth or vines. But worms are quite another matter, quote. He then writes that he has meditated on this over the years and we have here his thoughts in four sections. He has divided them into four and they are titled Astonishment, Adoration, Shame and Gratitude. Now before this book, I have never thought of this I am statement, the I am a worm. But now I cannot forget it. In Genesis, God says, I am. In Psalms, our Saviour says, I am a worm. One statement is so lofty and so high, while the other is so low. This This is an example of what I love of the Bible and what it means to be a Christian who studies the Word. You almost sometimes you almost think that you know enough of the Bible so that you're no longer surprised you've heard so many sermons read so many books and so sometimes you think that it's hard to be surprised and sometimes like this in this case this book simply by positioning one verse alongside the famous seven I am verses and it opens up thought and wonder I am a worm And Wearsby looks at this, and he shares with us his astonishment, adoration, shame, and gratitude. And I thank him for this. Now, I wish that I read this book when I was teaching that series on the I Am Statements to my youth group. This book is a great resource for any Bible teacher. And Willsby never fails to land a lesson with an exhortation towards Christ. So it's a great book, love it, and something that all teachers should uh, consider as uh, one of the resources for their study. And uh, reading this book, I also think that it is an easy book for a group to read together. Um, I think that um, sometimes we want to put forth books that are easy to read, okay? So sometimes we would actually, uh, because the Christian is a young believer, so the person is a young believer, so we will go towards books that are, mm, how do I put it, simplistic, uh, that are very devotional. There's nothing wrong with devotional, but so I'm at risk of, of uh, dismissing books here, but that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying over here is that Wilsby is, is a good book because he, he is a good Bible teacher, and so one thing you can get out of the book is that a way to read the Bible. So he, he tells you about, uh, okay, this topic, this theme that he has. And this case in this book he talks about the I am statements. and then he connects it with the real world. And then he does it in a way that makes you think that, hey, this guy, this teacher, I, I see what you're doing, I see what you're doing. You're taking the Bible. You're putting them together. It all makes sense. I can see the context. You're telling me the context. And uh, and wow, I I understand it and, and the implications in my life now. So by understanding what's going on there and then, I can actually apply it to my here and now. So that's what I like about Worsby. Whereas other authors for for early Christian, young Christians, they may be just telling it straight to the guy, but they don't show you how they do it. So so far I, I really enjoy Wsby book and I would recommend it to any young believer I, I would say that why not why don't you consider Wsby if you're going to introduce a book to a young believer and uh, with regards to the topic um, what, is what is under study um, what is under under uh, being studied over here and that is the I am statements I think um, <laughs> and I find myself repeating this over and over again. I think every Christian should study this. <laughs> I mean, throughout, there are so many things among within the, the Christian faith, and I think one of the, the nicest things, uh, uh, I, not ideas, but subject matter, is to read how Jesus described himself. And the I am statements, including the I am a worm, um, and his declaration, I am Jesus, which is uh, chapter 11, uh, actually opens up a very very vivid, a very clear idea of who Jesus is. There is a reason why the Gospel of John is, a, is used as an evangelistic tract, because even though it is very spiritual, even though it is maybe not as easy to understand, it's not as short as Mark, but it's still used as an evangelistic tool, because I think um, Jesus is so clear in who he is. That great separation, okay, of and his great purpose, salvation. It all comes very clearly from the book of from the Gospel of John. And I think that if you were to, to try to outline it or try to reduce it, I, I don't like the word you reduce, but it serves its purpose here, you could you would do well to look at the I am statements. Alright? So these are statements that describe who Jesus is and where is be takes it all together and uses it to encourage, to to inform, yes, to inform, yes, but also to edify, to edify. I think that for, if anyone's doing a study on the I am statements, uh, this book might be the best book next to the Bible for that study. However, if I can make one small tiny criticism, that is the title of the book. The title does not convey what the book is really about the title if you remember is uh, he walks with me enjoying the abiding presence of god now this is not wrong but it doesn't tell us that this is actually a a discussion not even exposition and unpacking of the i am statements so the title here fails to distinguish itself from the many devotional books around a better title would be jesus in the present tense the I Am Statements of Christ. What do you think? Do you think that's a good title? Well, I didn't think of that title myself, actually, to be honest. That is the title of another Warren Worsby book. That book is also published by David C. Cook. That book has also has a foreword that is written by the same guy who writes today's book. Actually, I'll just tell you straight it's the same book. <laughs> it's the same book with a different title. I mean, I don't even know whether they can do that, but it looks like obviously they can. I mean, it's the same book by a different title. The foreword, the preface, the chapters, uh, as far as I can tell, they're all the same. Uh, I didn't go on and buy it because why would you want to buy two books? I mean, this, um, actually, if you just think about it, what happens is someone loved today's book so much that he went out to buy another one and not realize that it's the same book with a different title. I hope you can get a refund or store credit. You see, the, the title, He Walks With Me, Enjoying the Abiding Presence of God, I can see why someone would want to put it on the cover of the book because it appeals to a wide range of readers, Christian and non-Christian. It's uh, it's good marketing. On the other hand, Jesus in the present tense, the I am statements of the Christ is a title that only a Christian would love. But I would prefer this title if you put me in a bookshop and I look through all the, you know, I, you go through all the books. And uh, and devotional books, I'm sorry to say, maybe it's my, it's my problem, but it all kind of sound the same. Whereas this book stands out because it's clear that the author is going to look at the I Am statements of Christ. And for the Christian, um, who, is, uh, who wants to dig deep into the I am statements or believes that the life we live today is all the more richer, all the more encouraging because Christ lives in us and wants to know how that is and how does the Bible speak of this. I think that the Christian would pick that book, Jesus in the Present Tense, the I am statements of Christ, so that he can be the richer of it. He can He can grow in it. So with that, I think, in conclusion, that this is a, a great book. I think that if, if you want to grow, if you have not studied the seven I ams or the I am statements of Christ, I think that this you should start now. You should start now, and this book is definitely one of the best ways to go about it. It is not too scholarly, not too technical. It is easy to read, and it is very encouraging, and it tells you how to read the Bible. So, go get it. It's free for downloading from uh, Faith Life. Oh, sorry, it's not free. It's low, low price. Okay, it's a deep discount. There's another book that's for free. I didn't review that. But this book is available in Faith Life for the low, low price of $1.99. And uh, go get it. This is a reading and reader's review of He Walks With Me, Enjoying the Abiding Presence of God by Warren Weresby. 192 pages published by David C. Cook in June 2016. I am a bit behind in my reviews. For the month of July, Logos is giving away Peter Wagner's commentary on Acts. I read this book more than 10 years ago and was entranced, spellbound even, by what I read. Rereading it now, the spell has been broken. I am now somewhat annoyed and maybe disturbed with some of what he writes. After listening to my soon-to-come critical review, you might want to read the book for yourself. So I ask that you go download the July free book uh, in Logos.com before August comes and takes that free book away. So um, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.